Thanks, Brother Ryan. The theme for our sermon for the month of December is firmly placed in the Lord. So this theme is well explained in the book of First Colossians, chapter 1, verse 23. In verse 21, the Bible tells us that we were once enemies of God because of our sin. We were alienated from God because of our evil deed. But now, we have been reconciled to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And our Lord Jesus Christ has presented us holy, blameless, and above reproach before God. So therefore, it's our responsibility to keep ourselves to remain holy, blameless, and above reproach before God. How are we going to do that? In Colossians chapter 1, verse 23, tell us clearly, if, uh, if we continue in the faith, uh, so we need to continue in the faith. Uh. Secondly, we need to be grounded in the faith. Or or keep ourselves stable in the faith. Huh? And we also need to remain steadfast, huh? firmly place ourselves in the faith. Huh? And not to be moved, huh? that means immovable, or not to change, uh, uh, to continue to believe, huh? and not to change huh? from the Hope uh, of our in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, no matter what happens to us, uh, no matter what the situation is, our belief in Christ, our hope in Christ will never change. Uh. So this is not a case of one safe, always safe. Uh. So every Christian has a responsibility to keep themselves. Um, to remain holy and blameless before God. Uh, um, and it, of course, it's not easy. Uh, and these are the things that we need to do to remain steadfast, to firmly place ourselves in the Lord. Uh. If you look at the picture uh, in the slide there, this is a wall climbing uh, plant, uh, wall climbing plant. See, you can't even see the wall. Uh. So the plant uh, grow um, and grip itself firmly until the wall. No matter how strong is the wind, uh, no matter how strong is the rain, no matter how bright is the uh, sunlight, this plant will, never, will, will not be moved. Uh, it continue to grip firmly until the wall. So that should be uh, our Christian life, uh, firmly placed in the Lord. Uh. So in this, under this theme, for this man, 
uh, we have prepared three topics. Uh, three topics. Um, this morning I will be sharing on nailing before God. Uh. Then next week, by the end, we'll be sharing fitted with Christ. And on the last week of the month of December, Brother Andy Ling will be sharing walking in the way of love. Nailing before, uh, nailing before God. Uh. So, pe uh, people nail for various reasons. Uh. In the Bible, we have uh, <coughs> people who nail to worship and to pray to God. Uh. Even Jesus himself uh, nailed to pray to the Father, huh? Yet, in this world, we also find people nail for selfish desire. For selfish desire. Huh? So there are people, uh, this, this happened in Malaysia, huh? people nail to pray uh, for prosperity. Huh? Ask for empat nombor, echo. Ask for four-digit number. Huh? So they even pray, go to the ascent of nailing to evil spirit uh, to ask for uh, wealth. Uh. Then we also have uh, people nail, especially young people nail to propose. Uh. And in the master-disciple uh, relationship, find that uh, the disciple will nail before the master uh, uh, give respect. Uh. Then to submit uh, as a, themselves. And it's also a sign to they are ready to serve their master. <clears throat> so this morning, in this lesson, kneeling before God, we are going to look at respect the authority of our master. Uh, we are going to also look at serving our master. And we are also going to look at submit to our master and, and what it takes to kneel before God. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20, Jesus tells us that all authority has been given to him uh, in heaven and on earth. Uh. Therefore, as his disciple, we must respect that authority, uh, respect the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ in matter pertaining to making disciple. Uh, uh, we, will, <coughs> we will obey the step of salvation commanded by our Lord Jesus Christ, eh? whereby a sinner need to hear the, the gospel of Christ, whereby a sinner need to believe in Jesus Christ, need to uh, repent of his sin, need to confess Christ, eh? and need to be baptized for the remission of his sin. We will do all that to make 
disciple for our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh. We are not going to do it in any other way uh, because this is commanded by our Master. <clears throat> and in matter pertaining to um, our relationship with God and pertaining to life, we will teach and we will practice all that Jesus had commanded. Uh. <clears throat> then we will also acknowledge and accept that the scripture is complete uh, as written in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. Uh, <clears throat> and in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, the Bible tells us that God has given us all things uh, pertaining to life and godliness. Uh. So therefore, we accept that the Bible is complete uh, to guide to for us to learn, for us to teach, for us to correct fellow Christians, for us to give instruction so that a Christian do what is right in the sight of God and to equip ourselves for good work. And we accept that the Bible is sufficient. Uh. We do not need any human creeds. Uh. We do not need any human uh, rules and regulations to be used as a standard of faith and practice. Uh. <coughs> so this is how we um, respect the authority of our master. Uh. So we will only preach the word of God just as Apostle Paul uh, <coughs> commanded Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, preach the word and nothing else but the word which our Lord Jesus Christ had revealed to us. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 11, the Bible says that if anyone speak, let him speak as an oracle of God. So when we do that, God will be glorified. Then we also understood well that we must not add or take away from his revealed word. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 2, Moses told the children of Israel that you shall not add to the word which I commanded you, nor take away from it, that you may keep the commandment that you may keep the commandment of our Lord, our God. Uh. So this is what we need to do. Uh. What happened when Christians add to the word of God? In Proverbs chapter 30, verse 6, the Bible says, when we add to the word of God, God calls us a liar. Uh. So we are liars because we add things to the word of God. Uh. Of course, when you uh, go to the restaurant, you need to eat something, you can add anything you want, uh, you know, add salt, you know, add ketchup, you know, add uh, oyster sauce. Uh, so you can add anything you want, but we should not add anything to the word of God. Uh. Then we also learn that we 
do not think or go beyond what is written. Uh. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, uh, uh, Paul wrote to the Christian in Corinth and tell them not to think uh, beyond what is written. Uh. And we will also not go beyond what is written. 2 John chapter, uh, 2 John verse 9. Uh. To go beyond means we transgress. Uh. We go beyond the boundary. We go beyond what is spoken. I mean, we transgress. Uh. So at the same time, one must not adopt the stance that if the Bible does not say you cannot do this, you cannot do that, uh, then you may do it. Uh. So as children of God, we don't adopt this kind of stand. Uh. We don't take the liberty of doing what God has not authorized. We have example in the Bible uh, of what happened to Aaron's two sons, uh, Nadab and Rahu. Uh, in Leviticus chapter 10, verses 1 to 3, uh, um, his two sons, um, in, in worship, the two sons did something which God has not commanded. Uh, therefore, God strike them um, and they die before God. Uh. So today, when God asks us to assemble, on the first day of the week, uh, on the first day of the week, to assemble in person to worship God, to remember our Lord Jesus Christ. If we opt for virtual worship out of convenience, uh, out of convenience, we sin against God. Uh, so, and we are not obeying the commandment to assemble in person as a church. Uh, so let us take note that let us not do things out of convenience. Otherwise, we will be like the Roboam, uh, where God says he devised his own worship uh, and he did evil in God's sight and caused the children of Israel to sin. Uh, or of Israel. So when we do things which God has not authorized, do things out of for our convenience. We sin against God uh, <coughs> and will be excused by God as one who devised our own worship. <coughs> so, to kneel before God is also, um, we are prepared to serve our Master. Uh, in Luke chapter 12, verse 42 to 48, uh, Jesus gave us a parable uh, uh, of a faithful servant and evil servant. Uh. <clears throat> so in other words, Jesus is telling us that he is the master of the household. Uh. So Jesus, uh, instead of going on the long journey, Jesus is uh, in heaven, in the right-hand side of our Father. Uh, so, we have entrusted each and every one of us. We are Christian. Uh, entrusted each and every one of us as 
steward to serve in his household. Uh, to serve in his household. So we have to be careful how we serve. Uh. We must strive to be a good steward uh, so that when our Lord Jesus Christ comes back again, uh, He will find us faithful. He will call us a good servant. Uh. He will say, well done. Uh. So we have to give an account how we serve God in His household, which is the church. Uh. In other words, to serve God means to serve one and another. To serve Christ means we are serving one another. Those who are with Christ in and include those who are without. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 40, Jesus uh, said to those who are on his right, the sheep on his right, huh? um, they have, they have done their good job, they have done good work, and Jesus said, um, when they do this, they are doing it to Him. Uh, they are doing it to Him. In other words, when you serve one another, you are serving our Master. Uh. So back to Luke chapter 12, verse 42 to 48. Uh, Jesus tells us that those who know the will of His Father, of his father and do not will be beaten with many rights. Uh. Those who have more and more is expected of him. Uh. So let us strive to be a good steward that serve in the household of God. Uh. We take for example Paul in Philippians chapter 1 verses 21 to 25. Paul has made known to us that uh, the life that he lived, he lived is to serve Christ. Uh. Say, for me, to live is Christ. Uh. In other words, as long as he lived, is to serve Christ. Uh. And what did Paul do uh, to serve Christ? Actually, what he told the Christian in uh, Philippi, he said, it is needful for me to uh, to live so that I may bear fruits from his labor uh, and he may minister to others that they might progress in their faith. Uh. So Paul looked forward to serve fellow Christians. Uh. He lived to do God's will. He lived to help Christians to grow in the faith. Uh. So in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, the Bible tells us that as each one has received a gift, uh, so let us not tell our fellow Christian that I have no skill, I have no talent to serve in the church, I can't do, much, I can't do anything for the church. Uh. So if we say that, that means we are a liar. Or in other words, we might we accuse God as liar because the Bible tells us that as each one has received a giver, so each and every one of us, God has given us a special talent, special skill to serve in the church, to serve in his household. So 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 10, 
He said for the minister to one and another. So use your gift to minister to one another. And he follows by saying, um, tell us to be a good steward, uh, as a good steward of God. <clears throat> And kneeling before God is also to submit to our master. You can turn to your, your Bible to James chapter 4. We are going to, uh, you can mark that uh, James chapter 4, uh, verse 7. We are going to go through it until verse 10. Uh, verse 10 uh. So the Bible here in verse 7, first part of the verse 7, Bible says, Therefore submit to God. Uh, Submit here means to obey or to be subject to uh, or to put ourselves under. Uh, <coughs> In other words, we put ourselves under the arrangement of God, uh, command, rather than to live according to our own way of life, uh, based on our human uh, selfish desire. So we subject ourselves under the command of God. And this is a voluntary process, surrendering our own will to that of our Father's will. So at one time we live, uh, we live and walk according to the flesh. Now that we are children of God, God wants us to walk according to the Spirit. Uh. <clears throat> of course, it's not um, easy to do that. You might face uh, challenges in life. So, what does it take to kneel before God? Uh? <clears throat> In James chapter 4, verse 7, um, the second part of verse 7, the Bible says, Receive the devil and he will flee from you. The word receive means set oneself against. Uh, so you set yourself against the devil uh, or you oppose the devil. Uh. So our problem is too often we are double-minded. Uh. James chapter 4 verse 8 use the word double-minded. Uh. We are double-minded. We want to clean to both. Uh. Clean to both. You know, clean to our selfish desire. At the same time, we have a desire to please God. Uh. But in Luke chapter 16 verse 13, the Bible tells us that we cannot serve two master. Uh, uh, we either love one and hate the other. Uh, so you have to make a choice uh, to love God and hate the, uh, money uh, and to hate your selfish desire. So let us remember that Satan is no respecter of person as far as seeking for his Pray, uh, seeking for his prey. 
Satan even tempted Jesus in the beginning of his ministry in Matthew chapter 4. In Matthew chapter 4, so let us not think that we are strong and think that I won't be tempted by them. Never. So the Bible wants us to resist the devil. So those who fail to resist the devil and allow the devil to draw near to them and they draw near to the devil, we find that these Christians will be drifting away from God. So I have noticed that uh, I've noticed that throughout my Christian life, those who have fallen away, uh, those who have fallen away, they start drifting away from God by not attending the midweek Bible class. Uh, by not attending the midweek Bible class. Uh. So yes, they allow the devil to convince them it's all right uh, if you attend the midweek Bible class irregularly. Irre uh. Then they, after they progress to keeping the midweek Bible class, uh, midweek Bible class, the devil will convince them uh, you can count yourself spiritual as long as you attend a Sunday meeting. Uh, as long as you attend Sunday meeting. Uh. So these are of Christians, they fail to see the benefit of assembling with fellow Christians. Uh. They fail uh, to put into their heart uh, what is mentioned in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 to 25, the benefit of assembling together is to consider one another, uh, to concern for one another, to stir up love, uh, to exhort one another. So this is the benefit of uh, meeting in person with Christians. Uh. So you surround yourself with people who love God, with people who want to place themselves firmly in God. Uh. So, so then let um, these people who skip midweek Bible study, uh, and fi finally we find that they are not regular in their Sunday meeting. Uh. And after some time, we find that they are no longer in the faith. Uh. So let us not uh, allow Satan to deceive us. Uh. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 to 9, the Bible tells us that Satan is like a rolling lion. Uh. You know how lion um, approach its prey? Uh. Lion were approaching in silence. Uh. They will load down their body <coughs> and make sure that there's no noise and caught them by surprise. Uh. So let us resist the devil. Uh. So we can resist the Devil, the devil cannot force you to do something against your will. When you receive the devil, it follows. The Bible tells us that he will flee from you. So let us consider our spiritual life. Even a person who has no interest in his faith, even when the church organized a special event to build out your faith. Even the church have an intercognition event like um, lectureship. This Christian 
who are not interested in your spiritual life will skip that kind of meeting. To them, this is not important as long as I attend Sunday meeting is good enough. Huh? As, uh, when we have this kind of special event to strengthen them, they will have earthly excuse. They come up with a, a reason why they cannot attend. They will arrange their own earthly activity and they will not um, care for this activity which can help them to grow in the Lord. Um, so let's remember that Satan takes legitimate desire and twist them and try to convince us. Uh. So the Bible tells us if we give in in James chapter 1 verse 14 to 15, when we give in to our desire, it will give birth to um, sin. Uh. So sin when it's full grown, it will cause death. Uh. So we have to be careful. Uh. In James chapter 4, verse 8, the first part. So, when we receive the devil, it's followed by drawing near to God. Uh. So, when we draw near to God, it helps us to pass off earthly desire. Uh. So, that's a promise uh, in this uh, verse 2, whereby if we turn our view, to doing his will, then we will he God will draw near to us. Uh, God will draw near to us. So what are the things that we can do to help us to draw near to God? Uh? Prayer is a good thing that we do to draw us near to God. Can see that Daniel is a man of prayer. Daniel prayed three times a day. Therefore, um, in his life, we find that no matter what challenges he faced, no matter how difficult is a situation, he continued to put his faith in God. He continued to trust God. Now, another man is a man of prayer. Is King David. Now. Then to keep ourselves, to draw ourselves near to God, uh, we need to sing His word. Uh, in Psalm chapter 1, verse 2, uh, the psalmist exhorts us to uh, delight in the law of God and to meditate upon it. Uh, so to meditate uh, upon the word of God, when we study it, we have to reflect upon it. To ponder upon it, uh, what am I going to do uh, uh, <coughs> from what I have learned? Uh, am I walking according to the will of our Lord? Uh? <coughs> so, to, when we uh, seek the word of God, we allow the word of God to guide us in our daily life. Uh, just like the Sami say in Psalm 119. Verse 105, we allow the word of God to be lamb to our feet. We allow the word of God to be light to our path. <clears throat> then to draw near to God, so let us be involved with the Lord 
business. Uh, let us continue with keep ourselves busy with the church work, uh, serving one another, doing work for the Lord, and uh, strive to grow in the faith uh, by attending a church program, by attending inter program. Uh, And in James chapter 4, verse 8, the Bible says, Wash your hands and purify your hearts. Uh, what does this mean? Actually, this is taken from the, book, uh, from the prophet Isaiah message to the children of Israel who rebel against God, who sins against God. Uh, so this is a message from God to prophet Isaiah uh, in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 16. Uh, God told them, told the children of Israel to wash yourself and make yourself clean. Put away the evil of your doing uh, from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Uh. So here we are command, we are told to put away our evil way uh, and to cease doing evil. Uh. So we must uh, doing wrong and then turn our uh, will to God's will. Uh. So in James chapter 4 verse 4 the Bible tells us that friendship with the world is enmity with God. Uh. So we cannot be double-minded. Uh. So we either love God uh, and hate the world. In James chapter 4, verse 9, the command here is for us to lament and mourn and weep. Uh. So true sorrow for sin is not just being sorry, uh, but we grieve over it. Uh. We acknowledge our sin and we own up to our view. Uh, and this will lead to the Sentence uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, the Bible calls it godly sorrow, uh, a sorrow that leads to repentance. Uh. This is what exactly King David did uh, in Psalm chapter 51. Uh, when Nadan came to him, uh, when Nadan came to him and made known to him uh, of his sin of adultery uh, with Bathsheba, huh? So, in, uh, this is David's prayer in Psalm chapter 51. Uh, in verse 1 to verse 4, uh, I summarize the content of his prayer. Uh, we find that David seek God's mercy. Uh, the moment Nathan approached him, he said, I have sinned against God. I have sinned. Uh, he confessed his sin uh, and he seek God's mercy. Uh, he acknowledged his transgression. He did not give excuse. Uh. He acknowledged his transgression uh, and he owned up to his sin. Uh. And not only that, he accepted God's judgment. Uh. He did not complain. He did not question God. And he accepted God's judgment. 
we find that his life and his family is full of trouble and challenges. Uh. Four of his children died. Uh. This is what he exactly he prophesied. Uh. And he told Nadan, the person must pay fourfold. Uh. So he take away one life and to pay with four of his children's life. Uh. <clears throat> he accepted God's judgment. Uh. So in James chapter 4, verse 10, here uh, James sum up that um, we need to humble ourselves. Uh. To humble ourselves means to lower ourselves. Uh. <coughs> Submission and obedience require us to humble ourselves, uh, to surrender to the authority of another, even to submit to one another, is submitting to God. Uh. To submit to the law of the land is also submitting to God. Wife, submit to the husband is also submitting to God. Um, <coughs> Christian, submitting to elders is also submitting to God. Uh, for this is a commandment of God. So God also wants us to submit to Him. Uh. So to submit, one needs to put on humility, as mentioned in First Peter chapter five, verse five. So the action is to recognize our shortcoming and turn from them. That means to repent. And when we do that, what did God promise us? God promised to lift us up out of our guilt. And our sorrow to a place of right standing before God, right standing in the sight of God. So after God has forgiven him, um, David praised God in his uh, in Psalm chapter thirty-two, verses one to two. What did David say? Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven. So when you Confess your sin to God. When you humble yourself and tell God uh, of your wrongdoing, um, David said, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven. It means a burden is taken out of your, uh, out from your shoulder. Uh, whose sin is covered. Blessed is a man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity. Uh, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Uh, so in verse 10 and 11, he said that there is joy instead of guilt hidden in his heart. Huh? So there's joy. What he confessed, he's seeing this, how God gives us up huh? when we come before God, when we humble ourselves before God to repent. Huh? <clears throat> in contrast, it's not one who with pride and ego who refuse to um, repent. Uh, this is what the Bible says in the same chapter, Psalm 32, verse 3 and 4. When I kept silent, my bone grew old. Through my groaning all the days long, for the day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. So if we <coughs> keep sin to ourselves, 
This is what happened. Uh. God's hand is heavy upon us. Our bone, we feel that our bone grows old. Uh. <clears throat> to conclude my sermon this morning, uh, uh, let's remember that <clears throat> to kneel before God, we need to respect God's authority. Uh. To respect God's authority means to respect the authority of God's word. Uh. So to serve our master means um, we serve God diligently and strive to be a good steward, uh, to be an active member of the church, to uh, play a role, to play a part in the growth of the church. Uh. And to submit ourselves means to submit God by surrendering our own will to that of our fathers. Huh? So with this, I end my sermon, and I would like to invite our friends who are not yet Christian, if you understand what you need to do to be saved, we, I invite you uh, to accept the invitation from the church so that you too can kneel before God. I shall now hand over to our song.